Hi and welcome to a very special co-working, a podcast about what makes co-working special. And this month we're welcoming Serena Kirana. Did I pronounce that well? That was perfect. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. From uh, Kino Italy. Thank you for being here, Serena. Thanks for having me. And I ask because just before uh, we went live, we were talking about how it's pronounced. And sometimes it's true that C and H are not pronounced C, but K, uh, depending on the language. So I learned something. Yes, yes. That's the, no worries. It's default is, is wrong because people are listening. <laughs> but it was perfect. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I have a French name, but I'm not French, so um, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's everything. Well, and this month is almost like a new year for me because this is a new video I'm testing as an introduction, and I like the the music. It was very uh, calming, and uh, usually I like to dance in between, but uh, yeah, each their own. And uh, this month's topics then uh, Kino Italy with Serena. Kirana. Uh, so I learned about it through, uh, I was talking about Rorena, who's publishing a newsletter about remote work and digital nomadism every, every, every week or so. And uh, she made a topic about Italy and all the different initiatives. And you were telling me, Serena, that in Italy, in big cities, you might find co-working spaces, but in smaller towns or now let's not even talk about villages uh just mm -hmm. infrastructure is uh it's more uh, it's less common so one day you had that idea to go back to italy from london right uh, and to start your own thing so what what is kino italy and how did it all start sure um so kino italy is a project that i have co-funded uh with my colleague andrea um, we were both experts living abroad. I was, Andrea was living in Shanghai. We didn't know each other, but somehow life and uh, choices <laughs> brought us together. We actually met online uh, when we were researching about ideas to launch remote work projects in Italy. Um, and we, so we had very similar values and we had these kind of ideas in mind that were aligned. And we decided to join so forces. The two of you were from Italy and maybe yeah, from yeah. the same region in Italy? Not really. So I'm from uh, the north of Milan, Milano, uh, where mm -hmm. I'm right now visiting my family. And Andrea is from mm -hmm. Tuscany. Mm -hmm. um, so we are from two different regions, mm -hmm. um, but we were both yes. uh, living and working abroad. And that yeah. was around, uh, it was just after the pandemic, it's still in, a bit in the midst of it. It was 2021. Uh, and we were both reconsidering a bit our lives. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we were reconsidering um, living in big cities. Andrea had already made a move back to Italy. He was uh, trying this, oh. he made his experiment living in a small village in Tuscany. Uh, I was still in London. Uh, but I was, I was trying to find new inspirations. I was a bit drained. Did he, was he selling the dream of living in a small Italian villages? Did that inspire you or were you still attached to London at that point? Uh, I was still in London. Um, so for me, it, it, it was mm -hmm. never, I want to move permanently to a small place. Mm -hmm. I think still today, yes. 
in the past couple of years, I have been nomading around and I switched a bit between cities and, and smaller villages with, with Kino and also for other personal uh, travels that I do uh, in Europe. Uh, I need that balance between big yes, and diverse yes. and uh, small and tranquil. <laughs> um, but also, Andrea, when he went back to Toscany, this smaller context, but he was missing the international community that he had in China. So we were both trying to find a way to bring this kind of international community and vibe to Italy, not to the big cities that we all know, uh, to yes. many places of the beaten path. Um, and we were trying to find ways to do it. Um, I think initially just for ourselves, for a personal need, we didn't want to you know, save any village. It was just like, we want to be back sometimes or forever. But we love being with international communities. How do we do this? And yeah, you know, the having the best of yeah. the best of both worlds together, and not having to choose, but do them both. Exactly, exactly. So that was the our personal why, and uh, and then of course, like with all the kind of remote work and digital nomadism going mainstream with the, after the mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh, we also saw potential for our country because there there was a gap. There is still a gap that we are mm. trying to fill with other initiatives. Uh, Italy is not one of the main destinations right now for remote workers. Uh, actually, in this space, people wonder why. <laughs> so okay. we're also trying to figure out um, people, you know, you would go to in Europe, Portugal, Spain, some hubs in other countries are, you know, have taken off. Uh, and in Italy, we're struggling a bit. Um, so with Andrea, we started to assess options and, and try to understand how we can attract people. Yeah, yeah. So that was the pandemic and that was the beginning of your project. It, it's weird because I heard a lot about Sicily and a lot of people recommending Sicily, which is only a part of Italy. So I was thinking, okay, it's developing and it's getting more and more popular. But it's true that when you think about how, at at least in Europe, how much of a touristic destination Italy can be uh, and uh, how many at least digital nomads are going there, it's it's a big difference, I feel. Mm. Exactly, exactly. We have more of a kind of a uh, tradition of, targeting traditional tourists, but somehow we haven't really created a kind of cohesive offer for this new type Mm of uh, worker and traveler. Um, And I think things are changing. Uh, I've seen very positive signs in in the past year, but definitely when Andrea and I started, like it was uh, just two years ago, but uh, it was very hard to understand what was the problem and and from where to start. And we landed on the community aspect. Um, So that was uh, how we started to create the concept of Kino Italy. We Mm -hmm. felt, well, Italy is beautiful, so the problem is not that we don't have a nice place. Obviously, we have it, but somehow it's not enough. Um, And we thought about co-workings as well. um, But then we also thought you can have a nice co-working space and invest a lot in in creating a very beautiful place. But Mm -hmm. if people don't have like-minded individuals that keep them there mm-hmm. or make them return yeah. uh, that's not yeah. what's gonna solve your problem okay uh, so okay. we landed on the community building aspect and uh, um, 
that's how we frame the concept of Kino Italy. We want to go outside of the cities, so we prefer villages or bigger towns, but around 30,000 people in general, so not big cities uh, during off-season. Um, we take care of all the logistic and infrastructure, checking that houses can host our communities. So we put together a group of people that mm -hmm. don't know each other, but they have things in common. Either they love Italy, in the culture, same In the same building or in different buildings? Normally, for now at least, uh, we've used local apartments mm -hmm. um, because it's hard to find co-living spaces or existing buildings that can suit this type of uh, yes. traveler. So we prefer to use local apartments. Sometimes they have multiple rooms, so it mm -hmm. can be like a shared mm -hmm. flat uh, or people might want to stay on their own. Mm -hmm. um, but then we make sure we have a space to come together and work. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. that's normally our pop-up co-working space in these places where we go. So we don't have a fixed hub. For now, we have experimented different places, but we've started to see a few places are really working well, and we're going back. What were the, the first places you started with? So the, the very first one was uh, like the, the co-working per se was... Uh, very spectacular. So it was in a, a region called Basilicata, which mm -hmm. is uh, probably mm -hmm. not one of the most popular places in Italy, but it's mm -hmm. actually um, quite interesting place. It's in the south, mm -hmm. um, somehow mm -hmm. between Sicily and Apulia on the other side, in the middle yes. you have this region. Yes. And the village is called Tursi. And I was researching to start something in another region close by. And then I found this digital nomad association from this town. And I was quite surprised. I was like, it, it's a small I, town, right? But they have a digital nomad association. It's like 3,000 probably people, maybe even less with students and, and younger people that go out and work. <laughs> so I was like, wait, how can we have an association for digital nomads in this place? Um, and basically it was a very nice initiative of um, started by a guy who was working in Rome and mm. he saw this digital nomad movement arising in other places in Europe. Yeah. And he wanted to have a community when he would go back and visit his family uh, and his friends in his hometown mm -hmm. uh, during COVID. So he started this project and he asked the local municipality to um, provide a space uh, to co-work with other locals when they would come back. Mm -hmm. um, and they were given this old monastery. So it's a huge place. And from yeah. outside, you see all the kind of valley. Um, it's very, very spectacular. And they had good internet. So they used it mainly as like locals being back temporarily mm -hmm. in the town mm -hmm. and then I said like hey do you want to have an international community and he was actually looking for attracting uh, also people from outside um, in bigger numbers so that's how we launched our first pilot in June 2022. Did you so the first place did you already have the idea of doing Kino Italy as it is now at that time yeah. or was that one of the steps that made you uh, go towards what it is today? Um, I think that was already like the idea, the concept was that one. So we wanted to bring an international community, not necessarily close to Italians, but we knew that for Italians living in Italy, being able to work remotely is not so widespread. Um, so we focused on an international uh, audience. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we knew we wanted to have a group of around 10, 15 people. We knew we wanted to be in a small town that no one knew and that we had to provide this uh, kind of infrastructure. Um, and also another important element we were looking for was like an engaged group of locals who wanted to welcome our community. And this is, we've seen it being more and more important in, in our project as we grow. We want to create these connections and, and exchanges yeah. between locals and, and our community. Yeah, so the local yeah. community that is already there needs to be willing to, to also yeah. receive those international people and be working together to include them. Yeah. Mm. Yes, absolutely. To me, that makes a difference. To be honest, I would have not chosen this, that place with Andrea if it wasn't for someone who was really mm. sharing our vision why why would i don't have any connection to that specific place um, but i want to make their project work because you know we share the same values and we want to create a sort of difference together um, and that's how it started and we actually managed to bring 19 people there uh, during june um, and some people went back or they met in other places around Italy yes. after the, the experience it was a pop-up of a month and and mm -hmm. they replicated mm -hmm. this year uh, we didn't go there this time. We were in, in other places, but mm -hmm. um, they're trying to grow the project themselves. So that, that's very positive and they still have that beautiful place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So you were saying that some places are working are more popular than others. Uh, what kind of places are there? Uh, you mean the one where we are going back? Yes. Um, so it's not necessarily because like they're nicer, like aesthetically more pleasant. They're all beautiful places. We wouldn't bring people there otherwise. But uh, it's just also, I think, we what we've learned in the past couple of years that you have to combine this kind of ideal remote place mm -hmm. with the reality and the infrastructures that you have and, and what people need to... Um, is it to commute to that place and travel to that place? What people need to work without disruptions, like having stable internet connections secure for all the stay, that's been sometimes challenging because unfortunately in Italy, especially in more rural places, the infrastructure is not the uh, most modern. Uh, there have been huge investment in the past uh, few years to upgrade uh, um, the entire uh, connection infrastructure, but it's taking time. Yeah. Um, and we, we've learned that. <laughs> was, there, was there a time where you meant to do it somewhere, but where the infrastructure didn't follow and you had to give up? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say where in the process. No names, nothing, just uh, experience. It, it did have it did happen um, that we've we had been in conversation with some mm -hmm. destinations, mm -hmm. and by the time the kind of the timeline was approaching, we didn't have enough guarantees that we could deliver a solid mm -hmm. project. So mm -hmm. we kind of withdrew. Um, while the places where we go back to go back to your question, there are places where we built strategic local partnerships that are strong that mm -hmm. we know we can rely maybe on other businesses and we know that the local government has shown uh, at least the intention to support us in the longer term which is what is important in the end like we don't want to go to places for one month it's an enormous endeavor to bring all these pieces together 
Um, so we want to go back and we want to build a community also locally mm-hmm. that want to take mm-hmm. on the project in the longer run. And, and that what makes the project sustainable uh, also for the locals themselves in the longer term. So right now, uh, it's usually pop-up that lasts about a month. But your end goal isn't that. It's to be able to go back or to even create uh, ongoing communities in those places, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. I think some places might, we might not... And, and I think it will also happen beyond us, right? If a place works well and we don't want to be there in July and August because it's full of tourists, full of Italians going there for holidays. It's too so hot. We don't want to there. It's fire. It's too hot. But some people might like it and they might decide to go back. And once you have multiple people going, then you have this community dynamics. But so some, in some places we see us going regularly back during the off season. Mm-hmm. Other places mm-hmm. they're a bit... Uh, more off the radar, they might be more suitable for permanent uh, hubs if you're able to deliver the basic services and infrastructure and if you're able to build a nice community vibe like it happened in other hubs around uh, Europe. What would you say give that infrastructure? Okay, you have a checklist of things people need, but what about the community vibe? How how would you describe it? Yeah, that's, that's challenging. I think it will be different in each place. Mm. Um, and I think also sometimes I wonder whether we should be more present longer term in those places mm. to facilitate that community building. Because we've seen that when you don't find a local, even you just need one person who's really that like connector that really wants to engage with you and, and these like people coming from outside, but who's also very integrated with the local setting and mm-hmm. he or she wants to bring these two worlds together. If you don't have that person, you have to do it through maybe activities or setting up events with local organizations, but it takes time. Um, so I think you need to identify a few people or organizations that have an interest in building this longer term relationship with your projects and what I stress now when I speak to learners it has to be beyond the business opportunity because obviously the first the first step is I'm doing a business I bring people to doing I don't know to do hikes or um, yeah so the, the service providers will be the first ones to be really interested in your concept but I think you want to show so people coming in that they are welcome beyond the economic opportunities that they're bringing um, because that's what will make them feel part of the community even if for some time uh, and they might decide to go back. Um, and that's what happened, for example, in uh, with a place we've been this year. We were in, in uh, Ostuni, this, this town in Apulia, again in the south of Italy. Um, we were there in April, May with a group, and then three people from this group came back in Tuscany uh, in October. And then I was meant to go back to Ostuni for an event. I had to speak to an event with local stakeholders, and they said, oh, we are also going back to Ostuni. I was like, what? Uh, and they were going back because they had a nice time, and they had made friendships locally, and they just wanted to extend their stay, and they would go there by themselves, which for me is great because we want to introduce people to Italy, to maybe a more authentic mm-hmm. side of it, uh, and then people will just create those connections and leave it by themselves. 
Yeah, so we were talking a lot about the local providers and all the short and long-term benefits and what you need uh, to be able to welcome that community. Then what about the guests? Like you were saying, uh, they're looking for that more um, genuine connection to uh, a new country, a new place. And that's what brings them first and that's what keeps them coming. Exactly. I think in general... The way we, we present our projects, we really stress the importance of this local experience, like really discovering a part of Italy or a side of Italy that you don't get the chance to experience if you come for a few days. Uh, if you go to a big city for a few days, if you go to Venice or Rome or Florence for a few days, you don't get the chance to really immerse yourself and, and having this more kind of slower paced type of um, uh, experience and vibe about a place. Um, yes. Something that people tell me like, oh, we, I like that when I go groceries after a few days, uh, the person from the shop says hi because they see people passing over and over and they're thinking like, okay, these are not people who are staying for two nights. Somehow, I don't know who these people are, but they're sticking around. <laughs> and yeah, in a small same. town, you notice, right? Um, I, I think People, I still encourage people to go to the beautiful big cities and, and famous spots in Italy. Um, but if you've been there or if you love the culture and you want to really have a deep dive in the country and you can work remotely, I think projects like ours, but other beautiful initiatives that are popping up are good uh, opportunities to do that. Yeah. And so you were talking about how uh, you pop up, how people are coming back, how you're going back to the same places. Uh, how do you see it uh, from now on? Do you want to keep going to the same similar places? Do you want to try new spaces? Do you want to feather a community uh, that's uh, with like a core people who are coming back again and again? How do you see it? Yeah, good question. <laughs> We're doing a lot of 2024 planning right now. Um, so I think what we what we would like to do with Andrea is um, having a couple of hubs where we know we have good chances to build it in a bigger hub because we see dynamics even beyond the specific town where we are, but in, in, in the neighboring areas and region. Uh, we want to grow the projects there. Uh, and maybe also having locals taking over with our support so that we, we can't be everywhere. Uh, so if we want to grow our, our project and our business, we also need to expand our partnerships and collaborations so that we have also, um, you know, other people supporting. Um, but we will always want to explore new places that we've concentrated in the South because we felt the um, opportunity for impact is, is uh, higher. Um, mm -hmm. in, we, we've started in Tuscany because of Andres' connection and of course Tuscany is like very appealing, uh, is a very appealing destination uh, but you know there are a lot of places in the north of Italy which are not mainstream at all which would benefit from this type of projects and they're so close to other European countries and people could drive there and you don't have to fly and you can make your remote work adventures a bit like less carbon heavy. <laughs> And train. I heard more and more uh, night train, even the Italian uh, uh, trains are playing some things. Uh, oh, well, all the time I go from uh, my parents' place from Milan to Puglia, I always take this night train. 
last time there are there were works on the track so we did a d route and passed from the other side of the country and i took 14 hours 15 with a delay <laughs> it's a long <laughs> night of sleep mm -hmm. yes i rested it, it was a lot of me time without distractions <laughs> but yeah so next year we want to continue uh, testing our concept and and exploring new places we will be in sicily finally which has been as you said it's already a popular um destination for nomads in italy um and we want to build more there as well Mm -hmm. um, but we will start again with Ossuni in Puglia and, uh, and mm -hmm. uh, maybe I can give a little preview. Uh, we want to give people the chance to learn Italian because we've seen this being requested oh, yeah. by, by our guests. Uh, a lot of them have an interest in, maybe they've already started learning Italians, Italian by themselves or they would like to, to learn the language and we think that being our project so focused on local connections the language can be a barrier. Um, so giving that opportunity to also improve uh, and, or at least learn a bit of basic Italian is, is a nice way to, to kind of foster our uh, mission of connections. Yeah, language is part of the culture such as uh, cooking and uh, sightseeing, those kind of things. Absolutely. Well, we're coming at the end, so uh, before we leave it there, maybe there's something you'd like to add and we weren't able to, to talk about yet. Um, I, maybe we haven't like uh, covered too much of uh, the co-working uh, element, which is uh, an intriguing one when, where you go to, when you go to this off, off the beaten path places. Um, mm -hmm. What we have to do a lot of the times is like setting expectations of people uh, you're not in New York, you're not in London. Uh, our co-working spaces are really like places that have not been used for a while. And then we identify them and say, okay, there's an opportunity to uh, give a new purpose to this place. Uh, so yes. we bring connectivity there. It's going to be a simple place, but it's a place where you can gather with your community and work together and maybe also share some you know, learnings and, and of, about your travel or work life. Um, so it's an important element of our projects, making sure we have a space to uh, co-work. Uh, yes. Obviously, also for that, we need to go back over and over to these places to uh, improve what we can offer. Uh, but you will always have uh, a desk and internet connection and, and some nice people to uh, share these work days with. Um, yes. So I think I think that's it. It's a work in progress in Italy. So uh, I've heard people saying, "What about Italy? Uh, things are happening, <laughs> just in a bit of a different way." <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and um, it's like you said, and if it's simple, if you have the desk, the chair, the internet connection, uh, then you can work from anywhere. That is remote work. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, just one last thing. What's the best way to contact you if we want to know more about Kino Italy? What's your next uh, pop experience and how we can book a, a spot? For sure. So we are actually working on like launching the 2024 destinations. So we will uh, launch them soon. Hopefully it will be our pre-Christmas uh, <laughs> announcement to our community. So the best mm -hmm. way to keep up to date with that is if you go uh, on our website, kinoitaly.com, uh, there is a form you can sign up to our newsletter. 
um, and you, we will uh, share updates through that channel. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have an Instagram channel, uh, Kino underscore Italy. Um, and if you'd like to share uh, uh, your experience about Italy or just ask me questions, that uh, you can also reach out on LinkedIn and I'll be happy to, to chat. Fantastic. I add the links in the comments so that people can access them easily. Well, Serena, thank you very much for sharing all uh, your uh, foundation building in Italy mm -hmm. with all that infrastructure and that community. It's super nice to hear all those uh, initiatives. Thanks, Fanny. It was a very nice conversation. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, and see you soon. And have a good end of 2023. And like you were saying, we'll see uh, each other again in 2024 with some new projects. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.